When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday at 11 in the morning, which means it is time for the Two Grumpy Old Men podcast. Wait, no, it's the <laughs> PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Petey, along with Craig Morgan, and again, Leah is still in the Great White North up in Canada. A few more days to relax. Um, so we got to carry this one, Craig. Hopefully she's getting some good weather up there. I haven't looked at the Toronto weather, but hopefully... Uh, I don't, I, I, we, we desperately need you back, Leah. So I'm sure you're listening as you're traipsing around the, the Toronto. I hope not. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> she's a vacation. Better not be. God. Better not be. But this, uh, we desperately need you back, Leah. Um, you are sorely missed, even though you might've seen on the internet that we were looking for replacements that did not finish well. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun thing to uh, record. I had some other candidates in mind as well, but, you know, they didn't make the cut. So we'll, we'll keep those names private for HR reasons. But anyway, to the topic at hand, the Coyotes offseason checklist, this is arguably, Petey, the most pivotal offseason in Coyotes franchise history, which is saying a lot because there have been a lot of pivotal <laughs> yeah. offseasons in Coyotes history. Wow. So today we're going to discuss some of the many priorities for the Coyotes and we might as well start with the biggest one of all, the one that anchors this team in the Valley. And we won't have to listen to relocation rumors. Luigi's New stuff. Jersey? Uh, no, no, that's not, that's that's not, not the biggest one. No. The, the biggest God, one, that of was it. course, is the TED. The Tebby Entertainment District, which includes the Coyotes' new arena. Voters have already received their ballots now. It's a mail-in only election. The war of words has ramped up to another level. Uh, I don't know about you, but honestly, at this point, I'm tired of all the shouting. I'm tired of all the, the back and forth between them. I, it reminds me of a John Mayer song where I'm not sure anybody's going to change anyone's mind, but something they yell really loud or what they paint on a sign at this point. I think, by and large, the voters have made up their minds. There may be some of those last-minute people, and that's probably who they're trying to reach because I think they're Actually, the last time I spoke to Javier Gutierrez, there were a significant percentage of undecideds, but you don't know if those undecideds are actually undecideds or they just haven't committed yet to what they're putting on the ballot. They may they already have strong opinions, but clearly this is the biggest deal. If this passes, we may still have some lawsuits to deal with, but the Coyotes can put shovels in the ground immediately. There's nothing preventing them 
from putting shovels in the ground on this new arena. If it doesn't pass, on the other hand, who boy, I have no idea what comes next. Well, it's so interesting, and you but you hit it on the head with all of the the yelling and screaming and fighting. Does anybody change their mind anymore on anything? It's either this or that. That's how I'm going to vote. Period. Fine. Here's what I implore people to do: is go vote. Because if you live in Tempe and you have a ballot, please fill it out and mail it in and vote. Because I'm concerned that there's so many people going, I'll let other people make this decision for me. Or, oh, the yeses are going to make it. Or the noes are going to make it. Whatever your choice is, please just vote. Please, please, please vote. Make your voice heard on this if you make a difference. And clearly, this whole thing has been about misinformation as much as it has been about anything else what is the truth and i think we've tried as an outlet to give people the truth on what's really going on just vote accordingly um let's get this over so we can stop talking about it if the shovels get in on the ground this we talk about a few lawsuits but let's get it over with good lord i'm done talking about arenas with this franchise and this could finally be the the moment where we can stop talking about it they got the no move from the nhl you'll have a, a brand new building and we can stop it's just over. So that will no longer, unfortunately, we're going to have to come up with other show topics because it does kill about half of our shows, but I'm sure <laughs> we will come up with something. So let's get this done. We're, we're, the end is near, but if you can vote, please fill out your ballot and mail it in because every vote is going to count. Participate in democracy. Please participate in democracy. It's your duty as a citizen to get out, get yourself informed and vote. So please vote. Um, we, we will probably dedicate some more space over, over the next couple of weeks, PD, to the arena issue. I, I know I'm working on getting some more guests for us to talk about it. Um, there are going to be other things that arise. We know this. It's just the nature of this story. But we know that on May 16th, we're going to have a verdict one way or the other. So, so you I agree that the lawsuits are probably coming if it passes. I, I I don't think we're out of the weeds yet on the lawsuits. But what if it doesn't pass? You said that. You brought that up. What happens if it doesn't pass? Are we just going to wait and talk about that if it doesn't pass? Or in your quick summation, what do you think happens? Well, there's just a lot of speculation right now. And you know how much I love speculation. Like nothing's grounded in facts or reality. It's just, oh, this might happen. I think this is what will happen. I think the team will be put up for auction and Alex Morello will be forced to sell. I think they'll relocate. Oh, I think they have a plan B in mind already. Nobody knows. Yeah. So we will have to cross that bridge when we come to it, and we'll, uh, we'll do what we always do. We'll dive into it. We'll try and collect information and disseminate it to you guys. But right now, all that speculation that you hear is just that. It's speculation. And I think, more importantly, probably the most important question that's been asked today comes from Luke in the chat. What is the name of Craig's cat in the background? If you are watching on YouTube, Craig's cat is now grooming. It's grooming itself in the background, which is very important for cats to do. What is your cat's name, Craig? He's such a camera whore. His name is Albert. Albert the cat. He's a rescue. Albert the rescue cat. Well, thanks for for stopping it, Albert. Okay, let's move on past the vote because we know, as you said, we're going to talk about it more this week. We're going to talk about it more in the next 10 days. So let's move on to one of the other huge topics, and not just a coyote topic. It involves all of the sports, not just in the Valley, but in the United States. 
Yes, uh, Bally Sports, the RSN deal, Diamond Sports, Sinclair. They're you know there's the parent company of Diamond Sports that they just that well they just they went into bankruptcy is what Diamond Sports Group does and they run all of the Bally Sports RSNs around the country. This does not just affect the Coyotes. This affects the Suns and the Diamondbacks locally, and then it affects teams in multiple other markets as well in the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL. Well, they're in bankruptcy. We don't know how this is going to play out. I've heard experts tell me that uh, Diamond Sports is going to fight tooth and nail to keep the rights because without it, there's no viability viable path for them forward. They're just trying to get out from under the debt that they're under after you know Sinclair paid way too much for these rights. Um, but I don't know how this all plays out. You, you've heard suggestions that MLB may take the broadcast of its own games under its own wing, under its own umbrella, and do it that way. Uh, I don't know what happens with the Coyotes, but if listen, I've, if the Suns are out and, and their deal expires, by the way, at the end of this round of the playoffs, I think the Coyotes are out too. The Bally may or Diamond Sports may decide to just commit to certain markets that they find profitable. If that's the case, don't expect them to re-up with the Coyotes because this is not one of the major markets. They're not getting the ratings from Coyotes games that they are getting from some other NHL markets. Could the Coyotes strike out on their own? Could the NHL take things under its umbrella? All of these things are possibilities. I've even heard it suggested that the Coyotes might put some of their games on free TV, which isn't a bad idea in the end to try and market your team to more people. There are, there are certain markets, and especially some of those markets they're trying to reach, that probably aren't dialed into Valley Sports Arizona. So not a bad idea from a marketing standpoint, but whatever happens here, you can be sure that the Coyotes aren't going to make as much money from their broadcast rights as they were with Bally. They had two more years left on their deal, um, and I, I don't know the exact figures, but I think it topped out somewhere around $15 million per season. How much of that do they get in any dude deal? Is it half? It, whatever it is, PD, it's not good. So you're looking at yet another financial hardship for the Coyotes as they try and get this arena built and secure their future in Arizona. Yeah, the concern for me is where the hell are we going to watch the games? And I mean all of the city teams. And it's interesting because, I, again, I read the articles, and I'm just as confused as I was before I read the articles. I, I, it sounds to me like baseball is f- fine. Baseball is fine with leaving and, and striking out on their own, either as, as Major League Baseball or as individual teams. They feel like they can still recoup some of their losses. I agree. The Coyotes, I don't know what they're going to do. And you look at some of the outlets, you know, there's talk about the, the Arizona Family TV3 is coming out with their own sports thing. They may fill some mm-hmm. of the time, but you're not talking $15 million a year. Nope. So just another revenue stream cut out from underneath the team that's already struggling to make up for the losses of the building. Yeah, if you want to dive into the details of this, the Athletic did a really uh, – Terrific story, actually, an exhaustive story written by Bill Shea and Daniel Kaplan back on February 17th of this year. You can find that story, what the Bally Sports Saga means for NBA, NHL, MLB broadcasts, all you need to know. You can you can uh, Google that and read all about this. But again, just as we said with what happens if the Coyotes vote does not go through, a lot of this is speculation. Yeah, it's speculation. So, yeah. We exactly. don't know how so it's going to play out. About it all day. The legal process is going to play yeah. out here. It's impossible you to predict. Know. Just like, just like we don't know how the legal... Yeah, we don't right. know how the legal process is going to play out with these lawsuits with the Coyotes either. But I can ask legal experts, and and any reputable media outlet should be asking legal experts, looking at you, AZ Central, not sure what you're doing in your analysis of this story because you really haven't done any analysis of this story other than just holding a mic in people's faces and 
having them say the things right there at the events. But it's all speculation still. We don't know how this is going to play out. But rest assured, after the vote goes through, assuming it goes in the Coyotes' favor, this becomes Javier Gutierrez's next priority. He's got to get this figured out before the 23-24 season starts. Before we move on, Craig, two more questions for this. Do you feel that there it's in jeopardy at all that there will not be Coyotes games on television somewhere next fall? Or do you think we will be able to watch them? It's just a matter of where. They will find a way. They will okay, find so a way. They, can, they cannot afford to be off the airwaves. That would be suicide. You can't, you can't so that's fail. On the, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the biggest question is, just like we always want to – put coyote fans on notice things are gonna be fine you'll find it somewhere we don't know where bally's wasn't easy to find it days either when they had it on the the third or fourth channel after asu u of a phoenix suns and diamondbacks and then oh yeah the coyotes are on two let's put them on the g so that so they were difficult to find they'll be on so that's part one and is there any chance that it gets picked up by phnx and it's craig and pd on the call <laughs> no uh, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. Oh, got him. You, you might be able to call a game, but I'm no. not sure I'm up to the task. First of all, buddy, I mean, I'm going to get, I'm going to need much more powerful glasses. If you you have to, to do with binoculars. Another. There's no way you could see. It's only 13 <laughs> rows and you still can't see that far. Well, I bet we are not going to do it. And if you didn't know, Craig, we have teamed up with Bet MGM. This season, we'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. And if you haven't been to the MGM Bet Sportsbook out in Glendale, you need to check it out. Honestly, we've all been there. It's fantastic. We're doing all of the Suns Away playoff games there. They're having watch parties at the BetMGM Sportsbook out in Glendale, right across the street from State Farm Stadium, presented by Neutral. They're going to be happy hour prices, $6, the Rally, the Valley Margaritas. There's going to be all kinds of special values on bets when you're there. You just got to go find out what they are. And there's also phenomenal food and great deals at all of the watch parties presented by Neutral Out at the BetMGM Sportbook. And if you haven't signed up for the BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There are a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you'll get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. Also, join our Knockout Nights Cornhole League during the first Fridays of first Friday night of every month. They're free to enter and will include food, beverage specials, giveaways, and BetMGM prizes. Check out the show notes for show details. And now, listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. And we're also excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and premium gas. The orange slices are elite and highly recommend the salt and vinegar chips. Um, Polar Pops, you know what? They just stay cold longer, Craig. They stay colder longer. Iced coffee, just $1.89. 12 packs of beer, my favorite, $9.99, under 10 bucks. Make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff. 
head to circlek.com slash store locator to find the one nearest you. And I'm telling you, there's one near you because they are literally everywhere in the valley. That's circlek.com slash store dash locator to find the Circle K nearest you. Fill up on snacks, gas, beer, and salt and vinegar chips. Well, Craig, the other yeah. thing we're talking about, those are the two major things that are non-hockey related. Now let's talk about the future of this team and how they're going to get built. And one of those things is the draft lottery, and it is coming up incredibly soon. We're less than 15 days away from the draft lottery. Yes, we are. May, of course, is the magic date. I think a lot of Coyotes fans assumed when this season began that Arizona would have better than the six best odds at landing Connor Bedard. Um, that's how the season played out, thanks to Mullet Magic. But it is what it is. They're going to get two very good players. Assuming Ottawa doesn't jump up to two or three, they're going to get a couple of very good players out of this draft, two players around whom they can build. Um, I don't know, Petey. Are you feeling luck this year? Are you feeling like this team is way over? (laughs) No. I mean, of course not. I mean, I've been in the Valley for We need Sean vibes. We need Sean vibes here. So no, like, no, like has anything ever worked out positively for, no, especially at the draft lottery. I'm hoping this year we talked about them, you know, playing hard in all these games and not tanking the season. And, and, we hope that the hockey gods have paid attention. I, you know, I really hope so. I mean, I hate to say it. I believe in math and it's 7.5% and that doesn't change. 7.5% isn't a whole lot. So yes. I, I, does math I still know. apply when it's the Chicago Blackhawks? No, 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 no. They, yeah. they don't even need to buy. I've, I've heard that they're already planning their Connor Bedard party. I just, somebody said, um, I, I, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm I hope, and even this is the year they need one of those top three picks, but now you're talking about four picks if it's Carlson and, and uh, the Russian. So we'll see. There's good, to your point, there's good players at 12. And, and the other thing that when we had Bill Armstrong in the studio, it's, it is what it is. Like, we're not going to sit there and pout about it. We're not going to cry that we didn't get this pick or that pick. We're going to get a pick and we'll make the best, best pick at that available number. So I think that gives us some hope too, that we're not going to sit there and, and bitch and complain about it. It would be nice to get Connor Bedard. Trust me. But if you look through the, the NHL playoffs right now and look at how many players weren't the number one pick overall that are performing extremely well, I get it. McDavid's playing really well right now. And even even Taylor Hall is a third-line winger is playing really well. But there's a lot of really good players in this playoffs that were not the number one pick overall. So just it's going to be okay if the Coyotes do not pick until fifth or sixth. I take Adam Pantilli. Can, can they go number two? Is that okay? Yeah, that'd be great. Can we go number two? Out of context quotes like, by Craig. When Morgan. you when you look at this lottery as, as as a hater, just put on the hater lenses for a moment. Yes. Name two or three teams that you do not want to see in the top two. We've already said Chicago. So one hundred percent, we don't want a Chicago. We have to. We can't have Ottawa get it. We can't. So that's clearly I. As a heater, gosh, who am I missing, Craig? I know there's somebody I'm missing. Who do you have? It's just all up to your personal hate, Petey. That's that's what I would say. Well, because there's teams that are like LA Kings, but they're in the playoffs, so it can't be them. So that would be my other one because it's the King-Coyote rivalry. So I don't really have another one other than the Chicago Blackhawks. I really right. don't want to see them get – or the Washington Capitals to go right from Ovechkin to Bedard I don't think is fair either. So those those two right. and then Ottawa just for selfish reasons of Coyote fans would be my three that I do want to see move up. Okay, I'm going to throw the Montreal Canadiens in that mix because 
they just won it last year. I don't want to see. I'm I'm tired of seeing Canadian teams win it anyway. It's it's funny how but this did, works out. You know? Funny though, Craig. Did Montreal win it? Did they no, though? Really. Nope. Slavkovsky over Cooley. Hmm. We'll see. Time will we'll tell, see. as we'll they see. say. We'll see. Time yep. will tell, as they say. Um, but that leads us from the lottery to the draft itself in Nashville, are, Tennessee. Are we going to talk bars? Well, buddy, Tootsies and Love and Exile. Is there anything that's else? That's, that's it. That's really where I intend to spend a lot of my time. It'll be, it'll be Uber rides back and forth between <laughs> those two. Well, DP and I might wander off the path a little bit. I'd have to uh, ask uh, Love and Exile owner Tyler Alkins if they've got uh, any uh, sleeping accommodations in the back of Love and Exile because I might just park there for the entire trip. I'm worried that Sean and I may need those trackers so people know where the hell we're at because we <laughs> may disappear. But if you're going to disappear, that's a city to do it in. And boy, howdy. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? It's going to be an exciting time. And, and if people, the draft, first of all, the draft itself, it's it's teams building their future. There's so many things going on there. There's so much excitement and trades and things going on. But I tell you, the city becomes the NHL hub. We've got the NHL awards are going to be there. And, you know, you look at all the general managers, coaches. Um, there is a big NHL contingent that all swarm to that city. It is going to be a fantastic time in Nashville, Tennessee. 12 picks, Petey. Um, they're not going to execute all that. I don't believe the guys are going to make 12 selections in this draft. Some of those will be packaged for other things. I'm not sure what their plans are yet. I have a hard time believing that they're going to trade out of either of their first-round picks because those are those are players that can be cornerstones of your franchise. But, you know, they got a lot of third-round picks, second-round picks. They got a lot of picks next year, the year after the year. I think it's 47 picks over the next four drafts. So there could be some wheeling and dealing on the draft floor. There could be some wheeling and dealing of existing players on the draft floor. I'm curious to see how this all plays out. We know that they have a goaltending situation that they have to iron out with three guys, none of whom are waivers exempt next year. We know that Nick Schmaltz was on the block. There were teams interested in acquiring him. So I am really curious. I think once again, the NHL draft for the Coyotes and for GM Bill Armstrong is going to be a very active two days. I, and I thought this would be where we saw Jacob Chikrin go. So I was surprised to see him go early. We talked about Jacob. Uh, we talked about Schmaltz maybe being a piece at the trade. Um, excuse me, at the draft. There are going to be moves by this Coyotes franchise at the draft. There just are. That's how Bill Armstrong works. Whether he's trading to move up, or if he's bundling picks to get a player, or if he's looking to move some of the guys that he has as RFA's or UFA's. I believe that he is going to make moves. But this is the beginning of building a franchise when you have this many picks. And when you go through the playoffs, so you can't ignore the playoffs right now, go look through these teams that are the teams that are doing extremely well and look at their third and fourth line, look at their third pair of defense and see how many of those guys were drafted by that team, second, third, fourth, fifth round. It's going to be a lot. And that's how you build a team. I get that your top three, four is and your top pair D may be guys you get through free agency. But you have to draft all of the pieces. And I think the Coyotes have an unbelievable opportunity to draft for need in this draft because they have so many picks. So you can look at things that, hey, we need a third line pounding winger that can do this. We need a, a you know, a five, six defenseman that can do this. I think this is a great opportunity. This truly is, to Craig's point, this is the summer that this team gets built. And I think that this is where you'll, we've got pieces like Cooley and there are those pieces, but with this many picks at such a variety of, of rounds, I really believe this is the turning point year that finds those pieces. Yeah. And then, you know, who, who knows what they'll do on the ice. I, mean, I think both of us are probably in agreement that they're, 
they're not going to be appreciably better next season. This isn't a playoff team next season, so you get another draft to stack on top of that with picks. But this does feel like, especially especially if you get lucky, obviously. But you're getting you're getting two top twelve picks in this draft. This is a this is the time to take a, a big step forward in terms of the building of your franchise. And if you want to follow along with what's going on, not just at the draft, the draft lottery, anything Coyote related, please read the articles that Craig S. Morgan is kicking out at gophnx.com. I know we implore people to do this all the time, but the one thing about the PHNX family, it allows you to check out other sports. So if you're not a Suns fan, go check out the show. Go read the articles by Gerald Borgay. I tell you what, we're all invested in the sports in the Valley and PHNX does it better than anybody here in depth. We love our teams, and I, I've always pumped um, Sean DePaz's show, the the ASU Sun Devil show. Whether you like the Sun Devils or not, the show is just damn fun. So tune in, laugh, and enjoy it, and you might learn a little bit about the ASU Sun Devils along the way. Your favorite shirts are here in our PHNX locker. I'm wearing one today because I'm always wearing one. Um, so we talked about the merch. We've got favorite events. So keep tuned to go PHNX for all the events that we'll have uh, all over the Valley. And we already talked about the ones at BetMGM. Become a diehard today. Check out the PHNX locker to get your stuff and become a diehard because you get to be in the discord. You get discounts to all of our events. You get first notification when we're going to do something cool. Sometimes we have diehard only events. So become a die diehard support us and we'll help support you. So jump on over to gophnx.com and become a diehard today. And while you're there, one of the things you get as a diehard member is you get a $50 voucher to Mountain Mike's Pizza upon signing up to be your dart hired. And so check out Mountain Mike's Pizza. Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. A reminder to do, I must tell you again, if you sign up right now, you get a $50 voucher upon signing up. So do it today. We, we have pizza in the studio um, every other Monday from Mountain Mike's, and it's literally a mountain of pizza. So check it out, Craig. It's coming tomorrow, Petey. It's coming tomorrow. Is it? Mountain Mike's Is it pizza. Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday, so... Uh, Buddy, I rarely yeah. get the Mountain Mike's Mountain of Pizza. So I get Mountain go. Mike's Mountain of Pizza on a Tuesday? We do Mountain Mike Mondays. Everybody should do a Mountain Mike's Mondays to get a Mountain of Pizza pie. But just check it out. Good jump over to mountainmikespizza.com. Okay, I, Craig. Yeah, I, before we go on, it, it appears like everyone has arrived for my cat, just to see my cat. Even Mac is in the house now. Wait, isn't Albert. that all? <sighs> I just I, I, animals. I, I was waiting for Wiley to crash the party, but Wiley's probably sleeping somewhere. Yeah, Albert's Let's, pretty quiet right now, too. Uh, he's not talking. Well, he groomed he for us. a lot, so yeah, so he did that. So. I appreciate that. I get to, to view the wildlife in its natural habitat. How is this team going to be built, Craig? We've got a lot of guys that need to get signed. Let's start with the UFAs, and you've got the list of the guys, and let's get into what we think are going to happen to the UFAs of this Arizona Coyote team. I am curious what you think on this one. Like, there's a bunch of guys in Tucson, and I'll throw those guys out first. Michael Carcone obviously led the AHL in scoring, but it, are, is he going to cost too much? Boko Amama, Stephen Camper, who they just acquired, and Ronald Tonote, who they got in the offseason. Are these guys that they want to bring back? Uh, a, a lot of that could have to do with price, particularly on guys like Carcone and Camper. Uh, Ronald Canote, they liked. I like. I think they like what they gave his blue line uh, them on the blue line, so he could be back here next season. But as far as the Coyotes... I really don't know how to read any one of these three guys. Laurento Fan, Brett Ritchie, and Connor Mackey, the latter two whom they acquired at the trade deadline. You would assume that they have some investment in those guys if they acquired them, they asked for them. But again, it comes down to dollars. 
Yeah, we talk about uh, the TV deal. We've talked about the arena revenues already. This, and make no mistake, this team is not going to be a team pushing for the playoffs next year. So this is going to be all about what they can do at a certain dollar figure because clearly with the TV deal changing, they're not going to make more money. So when you look at a player like Carconi and Dauphin, what or who fits better in what you're doing for the future? I don't know if both guys fit anymore. You know, Carconi to me is a guy that, led the American league. Does that make his dollar price higher than a player like Laurent, fan whose numbers, let's be honest, Laurent, fans numbers aren't blowing anybody out of the water going, Oh my God, he's going to demand a, a high dollar. But Laurent, the fans, a, a league minimum player. He just is no offense. I like Laurent. He filled a bunch of different roles for this team and he can play in this league. He showed he can play here, but he's a league minimum guy. <sighs> So I don't know if I'm putting the names up on the board like we did in, in training camp. Do I want Michael Carconi there or do I want Laurent Fan there? And, and that's going to be what the, those are the decisions Bill's going to have to make. I think Carconi still has a big upside. I think he can do more, but what's he going to cost because of what he did in the American League? He's going to make more money if he, if he gets a, you know, he's going to get a one-way deal. I believe that. Mm. But hmm, the other two, Richie and Mackey, I think they fit in what the Coyotes are doing right now. I think Brett Ritchie brings the size that that um, GM Bill Armstrong likes, and I think he can play a, you know, a top to bottom role again. I thought you saw him fill in with some of the better players when there was injuries and guys out of the lineup, and I thought he fit in in the top six, but he can also play in the bottom six. I think he is the prototypical Coyote player for right now. That he can eat minutes, doesn't cut you too much trouble, and he can be a little bit physical. And Mackey. I don't see them making any changes on the back end. Mackey knows the system. They wanted him. They liked him. That's why they acquired him in this deal. Again, to your point, Craig, all of these players you mentioned, it's all going to come down to money because if somebody can do it cheaper that fits that spot, they'd rather have the guy that knows the system, knows the city that they like, and they know the player. But if they price themselves out of it, they'll move on. Let's move on to RFAs, uh, and this one, this list is really interesting to me. Uh, just wrote a story on Christian Fisher. Hopefully, everybody got a chance to read that. Um, there are a number of RFAs, restricted free agents, this summer with arbitration rights. Christian Fisher is one of them. Jack McBain has arbitration rights. Connor Ingram has arbitration rights. And then down in Tucson, Nathan Smith, Ryan McGregor, Cam Crowdy, and Ivan Prozvatov all have arbitration rights. That's a lot of guys that could go through the arbitration process. The guys who are not arbitration eligible, Matias Michelli, who is also an RFA, and then Jan Yenik and David Tendek. So let's let's start with the Coyotes. To me, you got to get Christian Fisher signed. But if you only want to commit to him for one year, this might be the last year we see Christian Fisher in a Coyotes uniform. And that would break a lot of people's hearts, including those of us here at PHNX. We were definitely a fan of the show with Christian Fisher. It's interesting. To me, when I look at Jack McBain, I think that's a deal you get done. He's young. Yep. He's done everything this team has asked. He drives in that hard. He's that big physical forward. He His bar has not been set yet. Like he, He's got a lot more to prove in this league, and I think Jack McBain is a Coyote next year. Matias Michelli, he'll be a Coyote next year. I, I don't see there's any way that that relationship is severed. They're going to get Matias Michelli back. The other two? Connor Ingram, I don't see him back. And, and it, to me, surprises the hell out of me because then I don't understand why they went and got him. We've talked about this at nauseum. If you are not going to keep him, and I, I like Connor Ingram. I think he was great for this team. He was probably better than he needed to be. We talked about him getting 10 points. Um, in 10 of his last 13 starts, he got points in those games that probably pushed this team into the sixth overall worst record. 
but I still think they're going to let him go because I, I, I don't know. There's not room for three. Um, Christian Fisher is the one. That's the one that you go, okay. And, and I'm going to, Christian, he's not going to score yet. He might get 15. I mean, he, he, he teased 15 again. I, is 20 his ceiling? Probably 20 is his ceiling. Especially but, in that role, right? He's not getting any power right. play time. So. And that's his role. Yeah. And so if you recognize that Christian Fisher is going to be a fourth-line grinder that's going to kill penalties, that he's going to go out on the – jump over the boards, he's not going to hurt you um, defensively, and you know he's going to bring a spark plug and he's going to bring all of those things. He can play physical if he needs to. But most importantly, he's a coyote off the ice. He wants to be here. He does things the right way off the ice and he can help that culture that they're trying to build in that room with all of this young talent. To me, that's where Christian Fisher's value becomes important to this franchise. And I hope that they figure out a way to get him in long-term. I don't know what the money is going to be here. I don't, right. um, but I don't think Christian Fisher looks at his contract and goes, Oh, it's gotta be X or Y. He understands where he fits. In no, he doesn't, he, wanna he, doesn't yeah, want he just wants to break the bank. He doesn't want, he just wants to be bank, here, but, but, but he, he wants to be here long-term. Yeah, Yes, he wants some term. He wants some security, and he doesn't want to sign another one-year deal. And and listen, if the Coyotes come back to him and say we're only interested in signing a one-year deal, that that sends a message right there. Right. That that sends a message. We don't we don't consider you yet a part of our long-term future. That's what they're telling him. They offer him a one-year deal. Uh, you know the whether it's the qualifying offer or they go to arbitration, which obviously would be a one-year deal as well because he's a free right. agent, unrestricted after this season. So. If they can get him done on a long-term deal, then everybody's happy. I don't know what that number looks like yet. I haven't begun to explore that. I will, um, but I am really curious about that one. And I do think that this could be a matter of whether they're willing to commit to him. If they don't want to give him more than a year, I think there's a very good chance this would be the last year we see Christian Fisher in Arizona. And that's maybe so, Craig. But, but, but again, to me, it comes down to dollars. So if, if the if Christian is, and we call it a hometown discount, but it's not, it's just a, I'll play longer for less money to stay here. I still believe that this team is not making a huge push for the playoffs for the next few seasons. I don't think they are. So to me, you need to have NHL players in your roster. You need guys that experienced NHL players that can play in, in that role in that bottom six that can also kill penalties, but most importantly can be that leader off of the ice because yes, can you find another hockey player that can play the role that Christian Fisher can, does? I absolutely no question. You can find another player to fill that role. You can, but you can't find the player to fill the role off the ice that believes in the organization, this, the, the, what they're building here in the team and the franchise and the city. And that to me is more important than what you're getting from the player on the ice long-term. So I think, I think personally, it's important that you do lock that up. I get the dollar thing. Get the dollar thing out of the way. Here's what it is. We want you for the next three seasons. Here's the money. And, yeah. and then, then it's up to Christian to go, you know what? I think I can test the market because guess what? Well, everything we just said about Christian Fisher here in Arizona, other teams have that or they've got that in their minor league system or they're going to draft that. So be careful what you wish for also because I don't know if that, that job – can't be filled on another team by someone else, if that makes sense. Does that make sense, Craig? He yeah, fits yeah. here. He belongs he here on the desert. This is where the yeah. fit is for him, for both sides, for the Coyotes and for Christian Fisher. The fit is here. So I hope they figure out a way to make it and get it done. Yeah. Do you want to go to the Ingram. guys that are in Tucson? Well, I want to talk a little more about Connor Ingram because I. Oh, yes. This, this is about money, really. This is about what he can get in arbitration. I've heard anything from high ones to low twos, what he could get, which you added on Vimelka, you still you aren't paying that much for your goaltenders in conjunction. But when you're talking about a team that was not spending a heck of a lot of actual dollars on payroll 
well, it, it might be cost prohibitive where they can go with a younger guy like a, an Ivan Prozvetov who can play cheaper. They can save some money that way. But to me, uh, I, I'm with you, first of all. Why did you get Connor Ingram if you, you know, it, you, you hoped that he would play the way he played, and he did. He delivered for you. So you went out and got him hoping he would deliver. He did. You're just going to lose him now? I mean, if you yeah. you can't really trade his rights for anything meaningful because teams will just be like, wait, so wait till he gets the free agency. So what I wonder, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that could play out here. Maybe he doesn't get as much. Maybe he only gets like 1.5 and they can still do that deal and keep him around. Maybe Ivan Prozotov passes through waivers without any concern because if you're going to claim him, you got to keep him on your NHL roster. And I, I don't think Ivan Prozotov showed anything that, that says screams definitively, yes, I'm a backup goalie in the NHL. I don't think he proved it. I really don't. I think he needs more development time. I don't know if he'll ever become the goalie they envision. I don't think he is right now. And then with Bedge, I, I mean, he was impacted late in the season by the amount of time that he played. I think it really disrupted his rhythm, and we weren't able to see the guy that we saw earlier in the season. But could you trade him? Could you trade him at the draft? Does he have some value to other teams where you could say, okay, Connor Ingram's going to be our guy. As you have said multiple times on the show already, Karelva Melka's not going to be their guy when they come out of the rebuild. You know, five years from now, is he the guy that that's in goal for those key playoff games? In all likelihood, he is not. So if you can get something for him at the draft, if he is the guy that has the most value and it, it's value that you like or, or a return that you like, maybe that's what you explore. I think they have to explore all of these options, look at all of them and see what's best. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Vimelka is a guy that could, he definitely is on team's radar. I mean, people know who he is at least. And, and I, Prozvatov, I, in my estimation, would clear waivers. I don't think he did anything. When you talk about, you talk about Schmidt in New Jersey, there's a young goalie that got, oh, yeah, maybe we'll take a chance on that guy because he was in the playoffs and he, and he won a really big game. Prozvatov, eh, probably get through waivers. I don't, the goalie thing's a mess. David Tendick's still part of that list. I, I, I don't see them resigning him either. Um, nope. Jan Yannick, I think they do find a way yeah. to get Jan Yannick done because I still think there's something that they want out of him in the National Hockey League level. And Nathan Smith, I don't know yet. But again, it's going to be come down to dollars again, and I still think he has more to prove in the American League. I think he still has time to develop. But the goalie thing is the one that we're going to have to keep our eye on the closest over the next few weeks. What do they do at goal? Because I think they back themselves in the corner with what they've uh, what they've done with Ingram and Prozvatov. So we'll see. And I think we could have breaking news by the draft on one of them going and getting out of here. Yeah. And when they do... I think Nathan Smith is back. I, I think that they've invested I time in him uh, from a development standpoint, so I think they, they want to continue that relationship. Uh, I do too. Ryan McGregor and Cam Crotty, I don't know. Those are you know those are just – Cam Crotty is a depth defenseman at best in the NHL. I don't know that Ryan McGregor is ever going to be an NHL player. So Yeah, Crotty to me more so than, than McGregor. Um, yeah. But I still think they have interest in, in seeing where he can develop too. And Nathan Smith, I agree. His ceiling has not been reached. They they have they still have time for him to develop and see what he is going to be. And he can be a guy that can fill in roles. He's still a really young player. So I, I think they get find a way to get him done. I don't think that's going to be one of those contracts that is too over that's going to cost them a lot of money to keep Nathan Smith. Um, and you know what else won't cost a lot of money, Craig? Buying beers at Four Peaks for the NFL Draft Show. But they're going to have $3 Redbird Lager pints. They're going to have $5 Redbird Lager pitchers. $5 pitchers. I haven't bought a pitcher beer in a long time. Maybe the NFL Draft with Johnny and Bo is the time to do that. The 
best place to take in the NFL draft on April 27th is at 4th. Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. For those of you who have registered, we look forward to seeing you there. Regardless where you're watching it, make sure you're enjoying a delicious Red Bird Lager. And if you can't do that, get a kilt lifter or a wow. By the way, I was at some neighbors yesterday on a Sunday afternoon in that heat, and I brought some wow because I knew that wow was the perfect beer with that little orange citrusy flavor to get you through a hot summer Arizona day. So enjoy your four peaks beer. There's a four beak for every event and please to enjoy four peaks beer. You must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. Petey, is it too early to day drink? That's Uh, about 19 minutes away. Maybe no early at 1141, but it was before 10 is early. That's true. We're halfway through our day. Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. It's it's past lunch time my, my, right now. And after lunch, if you want to watch sports, we talked about it all. The first segment is where to watch your sports. You can watch it on Fubo TV. They have 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price. You can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassles oh, so you can watch the diamondbacks on valley sports of fubo tv use the link in the description to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro and what do they have coming up they got sun's playoff run on valleys abc and espn the nfl draft on espn and nfl network and the nhl draft on espn all on fubo tv Whew. that's the second second set of ad reads i've got through now without leah and the we didn't get kicked off the air. So that's a very, very, very good sign. Anything else, Craig, that you want to talk about as we talk about the summer of Coyote? Those are the major talking points. I think there's a lot of other things, obviously, that'll get settled. I'm curious if they will try to maybe acquire some young NHL talent to grow with this core now that they're, you know, they've got some of the pieces in place and they have, they have some of the assets to do that sort of thing. And as I mentioned in my writings, um, you have to do that sort of thing, make that sort of move to to give the core just a bone. Hey, okay, you guys have you've stuck with this for a couple really tough seasons. Okay, here's here's a couple players to play with. We're gonna we're gonna start building this thing upward now. It's not gonna be all right. Rip it down. Bring a bunch of veterans that we're gonna trade at the trade deadline. I still think they could do some of that, but I wonder if the tenor of this offseason changes slightly where they're trying to acquire some long term assets as well, not just through the draft but through other means. And I think the one thing for me for this summer, is we talked about the 12 picks that they have, whether they make them all or not, this is a lot of guys that are going to be joining this organization that can fill roles for the future. I think this is really the the, the start of the end, the beginning of the end of the rebuild. I think this this summer is a huge stepping stone in, in the future of the rebuild. I think this is the core group you're seeing already with Gunther and Cooley, you're seeing some of those talented players, but now you're filling in the pieces. And I think now is the first time you're going to start to see, okay, this is moving forward. Don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean playoffs next year. And it probably doesn't mean playoffs the next year after that, but this is the core that's going to push this team through when they're ready to win. And I think that starts this summer. All right, Pete, I think we're out of here. Yeah. Well, what do we got tomorrow? Is that official tomorrow? We better is that official? Have we announced that for tomorrow? Yeah, we, or we better it... not announce that given the, yeah, okay. you know, the, the subject. Stay, the, stay tuned to to the PHNX uh, Coyotes Twitter today. We we are potentially having a very early show. Well, early for most people, not early for Craig and I because we'll be up for hours. There's not early potential for the guest. For a guest. 
Yeah, we can't announce the guest yet because he is kind of difficult to get a hold of, non-committal and doesn't answer his phone. If you know, you know. <laughs> but in the meantime, please follow us on social media at phnx underscore coyotes. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow Craig Morgan at at Craig S. Morgan, follow me at, at S. Peters Hockey, and follow Sean DePaz at, at Sean underscore DePaz. We will see you at some time tomorrow with maybe a guest or maybe not. <laughs> and hopefully Leah makes it back from Canada soon. You can follow her at, at Leah Merrill. We'll talk to everybody next time. Thanks for joining us on this Monday, and we'll see you sometime tomorrow.